put down his hand, Amalek prevailed. Could this be the reason why many of the prophecies, many of the prayers we pray does not or are not as forthcoming as they should be? Do you know what Satan destroys people? In boxing, right? In boxing, right? What is the objective of a fighter? Naturally, it is to knock down his opponent, right? But when he knows he will not be able to knock down the opponent, and the opponent is powerful, what does he do? He wears him out. So if you can wear out your enemy, or if you can wear out your opponent in boxing over several rounds, you have more chances of... That's, that, that was the secret to, my, uh, 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 to Muhammad Ali. If you, if you watch many of Muhammad Ali's fights, all he does throughout the rounds, first round, second round, third round, fourth round, you know what he does? He just spars with you. He is reserving his energy. He spars with you. He let you get some jabs here. He let you get some hits there. But then when it gets to the seventh, eighth round, it's like another person comes out. He has more energy. Why? Because he reserved his energy by weakening you and, and wearing you out over. So when an opponent or boxer is tired, his defenses and his guards become lowered. So it's much more easier with, for you with strength to finish him. So Satan may know that he can't stop you really from praying. You, you understand? He, he, he knows he will never be able to stop you from praying. You, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Father God, thank you. Amen. But he knows that he can create a system or a way in which he will weigh you out in prayer. So as to prohibit you from learning the art of protracted prayer. Today in Christianity, I promise you the average prayer life of a Christian today in Christianity, average, that means collecting all Christians. You know how much is it? Not even more than 30 minutes. That's the average. Where now where have you watched uh, TBN or FBN and had a preacher say I was praying, I was seeking the Lord for the last two weeks. Only in Africa. <laughs> right? So 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 we see the value that persevering prayer plays in unfolding answers and revelations. Right? So it's important that in one's life you have those seasons. You have those seasons. Because that determines whether or not prophecy will be fulfilled. The Bible says Elijah prayed seven times. Earnestly. Unwaveringly. Fervently, and the rain came, the rain stopped. 
Now, you can take it in another way. Because there are more than one ways to tackle issues. Right? You can take it in another way. Like I said, you can stage a coup. Right? It's like a Christian, right? Here am I as a Christian. God gives me a vision. He shows me uh, the fall of a certain nation or fall of a certain government or so fall of a certain president, right? And uh, I don't have any political power. But I saw the vision. I saw the future. The future is that that government will fall. And God says that government must fall. So what now do I do? Do I go and, and get some militia forces and gather them and say, God has spoken. We must, we must destroy <laughs> that government. No, right? No. The weapons of our warfare are not flesh. But they are spiritual mighty through God are you following me? Okay, follow me because I, I'm, I'm trying to take you somewhere so listen to this and humble yourself your words were heard and I've come because of your I have come because of your ha, I have come because of your ha, I have come because of your wait I have come because of your words. So words play a huge factor in how angels traffic. Because the angel says, I have come because of your words. Hey, that's strong. That is strong. He, he does not say, I have come because God said I must come. He says, the reason I have come is because of your words. The words he was speaking in, prayer. I have come because of your, not thoughts, your words. So do you think the Holy Spirit would be so dumb as to let you pray in tongues and not be able to signal the angels what you are praying? It's impossible, right? It's senseless. That he would give us this spiritual weapon and then close it off from the angels. No, it's private. How? Because they are the ones that are, are, are going to do the job. Do you understand? God doesn't move. Hey, God doesn't move. God... <laughs> You understand? So it will be senseless for him to close it off. That's why Paul never said, he said, how be it in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. In the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Secrets or veiled truths. Just have come because of your words. I've come because of your words. So the spiritual realm responds to words. But, but here we are talking within the context of prayer. Okay? Yes. But, mm, see that? But the prince of the kingdom 
of Persia withstood me 21 days. Now, here's the thing. He could not have referred to a physical prince because he is a spirit. How can now this physical prince withstand him? No, it's... He says, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia. No, notice, notice, notice the, the, the language the angel speaks. Notice the language the angel uses. He, says the, he calls whatever demon it is a prince. Why? Because angels must respect authority. You see, the reason why some of us are weak is because we do not respect the devil. <coughs> okay, let me read you something. <laughs> Jude. Possessing your? Is it to be respected? <laughs> okay. Jude. You there? Mm-hmm. All right. <coughs> Verse 8. He says, Likewise, also these dreamers defile the flesh, and then. Mm. Now, notice the context isn't speaking about. Physical authority. He's referring to spiritual authority. He says they reject authority. I get Arbaling here. They reject authority and speak evil. <laughs> speak evil of what? Speak evil of what? Speak evil of what? Basalohani. Look at me. Speak evil of? Dignitaries. Now let's find out who the dignitaries are. Read. So, so this matter is spiritual. Okay, Michael, I see one about Jesus. He's not one of the apostles. Right? Yet Michael the? Yeah. Yet Michael the? Did not? did not in contending with the devil notice he was contending he was contending. he was contending he, no matter what they were fighting here's, here's a scene here's a scene here's a scene Michael is an archangel he's, he's the highest highest ranking archangel in heaven highest <coughs> high you know what's highest he is he is or rather, I think he still is. Yeah, he still is. He is the prince over Israel. You know what I mean by the prince? That means he, 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 he governs over Israel in the spirit. If you read Daniel chapter 4, you will, you, I mean, Daniel chapter 12, you will, you will read it. You will read it. He's a prince. So, he's a heavy guy. Do you understand? Much more heavier than... Gabriel, because Gabriel said, I had to wait for Michael to come help me. 
You understand? So this Michael dude is heavy, hitting levels. He was the one in Revelation chapter 12 that whipped Satan. He whipped him. The Bible says Michael and his angels fought. The dragon and his angels also fought. But there was no place found for the devil anymore in heaven. So who dealt with him? Now here they are fighting over the body of Moses. Isn't it, isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting? They are fighting not the soul, the body. The body. They were fighting over the body. The reason why Moses' body was not found is because Moses' body was taken to heaven. If you, there is no place you can go today. In, in the Bible says, for God hid him. But there is another scene that the Bible talks about here. That after his death, what happened? Who buried him? Because when God told Moses, hey, go and die. Nobody, Moses went alone to his funeral. He attended his own funeral. Nobody buried him. He went up on a mountain never to return no more. The Bible says, for God had buried him. That's what the Bible says, for God had buried him. Now, who was writing this? It must have been Joshua. So Joshua did, wasn't there. He says God has buried him. He did not know what was going on. Only later we find out that, hey, there, there was a fight. After Moses, <laughs> Satan appeared. Michael appeared. And they began to brawl. But he was not brawling with fists. Int interesting how, how fights are carried out in the spirit. Anyways, let's leave that. So he fights. Boom, boom, boom. All right? Boom, boom, boom. I'm just doing that metaphorically, okay? <laughs> so, so you can get the idea that they're contending. He was contending with the devil when he disputed about the body of Moses. Oh, oh, imagine two of the highest ranking angels ever are fighting about a man's body. They're fighting, they're brawling, they're fighting about a man's body. What was important about Moses' body? Do you know? Uh -huh. Yep. No, I won't tell you. <laughs> now listen to, to this. This is Michael. Dead not bring. Mm. Dead not. Says Michael. Dead not bring. Michael, Michael, we're talking about a powerful being here. He dead not bring a reviling accusation against him. Is, is that not strange? What's a reviling accusation? Blasphemy. Michael, Michael could have, could have said you slap, but remember what I did to you. No, but the Bible says he did not do that. But he said something. He said, but the Lord rebuked you. Ha. Ha. Why? Authority in the spirit is respected. That is why when Gabriel was held up in the heavens, by the prince of Persia. God didn't do anything. Notice God never moved when Satan rebelled. He never shifted. God was always, God has been chilling. <laughs> oh, who moved? 
Michael. Who gathered forces? Michael. Right? But here, the man who defeated Satan in heaven is now almost afraid to bring a reviling accusation against Satan. Why could he not? <laughs> Authority. Because he had, Michael had to come by a greater name than himself. He says, the Lord rebuke you. That means Satan had greater authority than Michael. That is why the prince of Persia can withhold, can arrest Gabriel because they have a greater authority than Gabriel did. That's why he needed what? He needed the reinforcement of Michael. When Michael came, they parted, he scattered them. But when he came to Michael and said, Michael said, hey, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. <laughs> Why? Because of the understanding. Satan, they call him a dignitary. Because of the understanding of spiritual authority and governance. Okay, I should click. Second Peter. We'll click now, now. Second Peter. <laughs> Chapter 2. Let's read. From verse. What I want to read is actually in verse 10, but I wanted to read verse 12. He says, But these, like natural brute beasts, have been made or have been made to be caught and destroyed. Notice why they are caught and they are destroyed. Do what? Speak evil of things they do not understand. They will utterly perish in their own corruption. See, so they speak evil of things they do not understand. Let's read verse 10. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation to reserve the unjust for under punishment for the day of judgment. And especially those who walk according to the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise 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 they are presumptuous you see the authority of a pastor is greater than the authority of a president the authority of a minister is greater 
than the authority of an earthly king. You know why? Okay. Okay. Who was greater in the Bible? Prophets or kings? Prophets. Because who made kings? So that tells you that prophets actually have a greater level of authority than kings because they made kings and they removed kings. They made them and they removed them. Why? It is due to what? It is due to the spiritual authority that's back of them. You know, a man of God has more the likelihood of your life being destroyed by a minister is greater than that of maybe your parent or civil uh, services or your president. You know why? Because the spirit realm on, you see, on the basis of where he is in the ranks in the spirit it determines the influence or impact of his words here we're talking about possessing your is an understanding there's an understanding I want to give you alright so he says these guys these fleshly folks says they are very presumptuous self-willed and they don't respect authority Okay? They are not afraid to speak evil of There it is again. Dignitaries. He is referring to fallen angels, demons. That's a dignitary. Okay. Whereas angels who are greater in power and might do not bring a reviling accusation against them before the Lord. That means no angel goes up to heaven before God against these folks. Whatever Satan was doing on earth after the fall may have not been moral, but it was legal. And God had no choice but to back it up. Because it was more of a matter of authority and jurisdiction than it was about morality. You follow? That, that's one of the reasons why God couldn't say no to Satan when he walked in the meeting when he had with the sons of God. God didn't, God didn't ask him, leave here. He said, where are you from? And notice, 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 notice. The Bible says, and Satan was also amongst them. That means when all those angels saw Satan, they moved aside. Because how did God pick him out? How did God pick him out? And, and God did not say to him, Satan said, no. He, he asked him, where are you from? That means he must have been in proximity. Yeah. Dignitary. So a man like Daniel can shift And impact the movement of spiritual activity on the basis of who he was. He was a prophet. 
Jesus called him what? The, the prophet Daniel. He was a prophet. So it is important that, that if, if, you see, in the context of the church now, in the context of a church, it is important that every believer is linked with an authority. It is not important that every minister is linked with an authority. Because by, by the mere placement of his office, he is authorized. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, a man of God, you see, the success, the success of any man of God is not determined by his association with other men of God. Do you get what I'm saying? Amen. It's like the notion today in Christianity that if a man of God don't walk with certain men of God, he will not be successful. No, that what that is talking about the is the association of networking. So you are able to pierce through a certain level of groups because you know this one. So this one becomes your door. But in terms of destiny, it is not dictated by that. It is dictated by the ordination on the man. So that is why if, a, if you are a pastor, you don't need to have a father for your pastorate to be validated. So you ma so so you say I'm a pastor. Then they ask you, who's your father? Are you stupid? <laughs> Are you stupid? You stupid? Because the Bible says he himself gave some. So this is not something that comes from another man. It comes from Jesus. So when he says, when you say I am a pastor, and you are asking me who's your father, you are degrading the office to being what to being by the strength of men. Because it is he himself who gave some to be apostles, prophets, prophets. If he says, I am a prophet, that means, oh, he is validated by Christ. So when a man, you see, when a man wants his call to be validated by another man, he's not called by Jesus. I can assure you, he's not backed up by Jesus. Because you have confidence you, you see, if I say I'm a prophet, if I come in, into a place and say I'm a prophet, my confidence is the credentials that go with what I say I am. Because if I say I'm a prophet, I must be able to prophesy. If I say I'm a prophet, I must be able to see. If I say, and I must see things that come to pass. If I say I'm a prophet and I see or I prophesy and does not come, then I'm not. Then you don't have, you don't have, you, you are permitted to disrepute me, to disregard me, because what I have said had no basis, because God said, if a prophet speaks in my name, and what he says does not come to, far, to pass, says do not respect him, yeah. kill him. Yeah. But if he does speak, say he speaks in my name, and the thing which he says come to pass, then you better fear when he says I am a prophet. But a believer must be linked to that authority. Amen. Why? Because that's how Jesus said it to be. You, do, do you understand it? So Satan has diluted the authority in the fivefold because of what? Of the, the vacuum in men. 
to seek validation. Or go to hell with your validation. It's because you do not understand the thing to which you are called into. But now, now who, imagine, imagine the 12 apostles after Jesus left. Who were they going to go to? Because it was Jesus that gave them the apostleship. Now they, they can't go now to the Sanhedrin and say, Hey, our master is gone. Help us to organize. Yeah, but, but even prophets had, had sons of the prophets. You are right, they had sons of the prophets. They were not prophets. They were sons of the prophets. They were not, they themselves were not prophets. That is why when Elijah left, he did not go looking at one of the sons of the prophets. God told him where to go. Go to Elisha and anoint him in your place. Why didn't he go to one of those that were already there? No, it's because we live in a generation that wants to, to, to shape the word of God according to their own imaginations. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine, a, a man can anoint you more than Jesus has already done. Why are you calling yourself that which Jesus himself can only give? So you, the believer now, must, must, why? Why is that so? Because to rise in authority, you must be associated with authority. You understand? The reason the centurion can say to this one, go, this one, come, is because he himself is under an authority. So that's what substantiates or strengthens his own authority at that level. Do you follow? Yeah. That's within the context of the church. That's why he said, by a prophet, he led them out. And by a prophet, he presented them. The prophet was the instrumentality of God's not only deliverance system, but preservation system. You understand that? Yeah. Why didn't he use an angel? He used it, but he used it later. Why? Because he had to use a medium through which man can identify. You understand? He had to use a medium through which man or with which man could identify. Why? Because the authority God gives to a man, to a prophet, to an apostle, to a pastor, is greater in nature than that which an angel can have over a demon. Pastor, what do you mean? Because angels cannot use the name of Jesus. Jesus, the Bible says, and he brought the tough disciples together and he gave them what? Authority. He gave them power over all. What? 
evil spirits, diseases, afflictions. So they could say to a demon, come out. Why? They had greater authority. Why? Because authority is in ranks. <clears throat> but there are some demons that did not listen to them. Remember? Mm -hmm. With the boy, with the deaf and dumb spirit, he didn't know. He said, come, they said, can they try it all night? Until the father said, hey, I brought him, they could not. And they themselves came and said, why could we not? Jesus said, oh, because of your unbelief. He said, there are others that depend on power. But there are others that depend on even your own faith. They know when you have faith or don't have faith. Pastor, this is confusing. I did it deliberately. I did it deliberately to show you that there are laws that govern this life that we are in. Are you following me? There are laws that govern this life that we are in and the laws that govern it are far different and alienated from the laws that govern this world so for a christian to really have the right approach to kingdom function he must understand that if he's going to function in the kingdom he must renounce every other way he has previously known about either accessing his health, accessing his wealth, accessing uh, the things, the resources that can help his life advance or fulfill his destiny. He must, until you renounce it, you are one feet in, one feet out, and it can't work. That's why one day you say, come out to a demon, and he comes out. The next day you say, come out, and he doesn't come out. One day you say, be healed, and you are healed. The next day, you say be healed the same thing you are saying but different outcomes at different times why because there's there's a there's a there's a there's a trip in the switch there's a shock there's an error somewhere there's a breach you know sometimes when when your light is not rightly connected you switch sometimes you switch it on and because of the amount of current that flows at that time boom, the light switches on but then it, it starts flickering and then sometimes it dies out, not because there was a problem, but because of the secretary is the same. The life that we are in will not work. The secretary of your life will not function properly, will not, will not supply the appropriate energy to ensuring that your life is a reflection of God's promises, God's will, God's word, until and unless... You renounce the system. You renounce the world. And you begin to adopt the standard of living according to the kingdom. <coughs> it is hard, I know. It is very It is the hardest thing to do, but it must be done. It must be done. Do you notice or do you realize? That even Moses can't bring Israel out until he himself goes out first. There were two exoduses. There was the exodus of Moses and there was the exodus of Israel.
The one took 40 years. The other took less than 40 days. Why is that so? Because God knows he, he cannot lead you out of his system until he has raised a man who is out of the system. Notice what the Bible says about Moses. By faith, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. What had happened? He had developed something in him that rejected that system. So you cannot be led into God's promises by a man who, who, who identifies with the system because whatever he brings, whatever he teaches, his ministry will be polluted by the system. Are we saying being in business is wrong? Being No, we are not saying that. But it is not the duty, the responsibility of a man of God to facilitate that. Jesus was in business, right or wrong? He was a carpenter, right or wrong? He did carpentry. He grew up doing carpentry with his father Joseph, right or wrong? But when he was ministering to the multitude, did he ever mention it to the people? No. Why? Because his job, he says, I have come that they may have life. He's, he, he came with the agenda of introducing a higher life than that which the people had already been accustomed to. So what he must do, he must raise men who will lead people out of that very same system. But he must first lead the men out. Because unless the men see the burning bush, the man will run away when the, when the rod turns into a serpent. What must happen and what should have happened with every man of God is the de-education of the man from the system. A pastor who is a businessman, his preaching will be filled with business philosophy will be filled his preaching will be filled no matter what scripture he opens there it will all end up with business <laughs> so he becomes a hindrance to leaving Egypt so he, he will never really learn the laws by which he should lead God's people into God's promises. And that's what we have today in the body of Christ. We have an undermining of the spiritual life that Jesus Christ and the spiritual pathway that Jesus Christ had instituted himself. We undermine it. We've undermined it. Why? Because one, we are greedy. And number two, we have turned this whole ministry thing into a business institution. It has become an empire. A capitalistic empire. A ways or ways through which we can profit from the people. 
Do you understand? That's what's eating up at us. And that's why it is difficult for Christians to make the migration. It's difficult to make the migration from this world into the kingdom. Very difficult. Why? Because we have not yet been schooled or taught in the university of the wilderness. Where Moses fled, you know, where Moses fled was a village that was actually the exact pathway to which God led them into the wilderness. It was right next to the Red Sea. And when God encountered Moses, he told him, go there that they may come back to this very place to worship me. How do you help God's people navigate their way out of the wilderness when you yourself don't know what it is? You know what you will do? You will, you will create a gospel that make me feel good. Bring down the house. Bring... You'll bring down until you die. You'll praise your way. In America, they tell you to praise your way into your breakthrough again. Gotta praise. In Africa, you must pull down. You must pull down. <laughs> Yet, there is, there is the exact blueprint from, for how to leave Egypt and go into the promised land. It's there. There's a straight line. It all starts with Moses. See, if your pastor is corrupted, you are sure that his message will be corrupted. Yeah, yeah but pastor, you know, you, you have to understand that uh, we, we live in a generation and in a time where industry rules and if you don't have a job, you will not eat, you know. And even Paul taught this. Even Paul said, he that does not work, let him not eat. He, even Paul taught that. You know, so so we we must implement these things. We must have career days in our ministries to, to help our brothers and sisters. If a man can find God, he will know what to do with their life. The only reason why people are confused is because they have not found God. Imagine the widow. Her husband went into serious death. The creditor now came for the child and the prophet. The woman is right to the man of God. Man of God, help me. Help me. My husband just died. He left us in debt. We're about to die. <laughs> I see. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. In my experience in finance, uh, there is a three month period to which the sheriff will come. In that three months, what we will do is that get Lazamo, Grela Mereko, and I'll try to get you a job. 
in one of my friends' cleaning companies so that you can pay off your debts. I mean, they want to take the child now, and you still you want to tell me about getting a job. You don't, they want to take my child now. And even that job is paying me peanuts, wages. Okay? No. 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 Your finance minister, he's gonna he's gonna shave 120 billion of your wages. You who work for government, that means there's a drop in what in funds. There's a drop in budget for you civil servants. Yet you provide the best service to the country: police, doctors, all those things. Oh, but but they're taking money from you to give to the crooks in ESCOM. And SAA. Tell me, you want to live like that? How do you survive like that? Tell me, how do you survive living that kind of life? How do you survive? And you see, it's not, it's not until you. You look at the whole play field, playing field, and you say enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And say enough is it? No. You are like that guy who went to his pastor and told him, shook his hand. Oh, pastor, you know, I won't be coming to service for the next three months. I said, where are you going? He says, no, um, there's a specialist in Ukraine uh, who's dealing with my condition. Uh, they said they can operate me and, and, and heal me. How do you, what do you want the pastor to say after that? <laughs> Imagine, you're shaking the pastor's head. You are telling him you are going, you are flying, coming out of the country. Oh my goodness. No, and no, no, you know we are laughing, but that's how many of us live. Many of us live exactly like that. Why? It's because we have not yet known unto which kingdom we belong. We, we, we still don't know. That's why we can shake our pastors and pastor, you know, I won't be coming uh, this next two weeks. Uh, I need to pay my debts. <laughs> we live like that. We live, that's how we live. But the ancient people, when they had a problem, where did they go to? Problem is we have too many doctors today who can deal with us, too many pills. We have, we have, we were loaded. And, and that's what Satan wants. Keep them away from God. Listen, once you taste the power of God, you can't go back to any other thing. Look at Matthew 4. So when we say possess your possession, you have to uh, approach it with a different kind of mentality. You can't approach it like a lawyer. You can't approach it like a doctor or an athlete. You have to approach it as it should be approached. Amen. With the perspective of the kingdom. Remember, Jesus said, I will give you 
the keys of the kingdom. You know, even today, if I can ask you what Jesus meant there, most of you won't, you, you won't give uh, a very coercive answer. What do you think the keys are? Yeah? What are the keys of the kingdom, Papa? Excess, oh, yeah? Authority, yeah? Authority, yeah? Yeah? <coughs> what are the keys? And how do you use the keys that he says he will give? See, the, the, the eunuch from Ethiopia was wise. When he couldn't understand what Isaiah meant, he asked Philip, he says, hey, what does he mean? Imagine, you've been reading, I'll give you the keys of the... And then afterwards, he said, whatever you bind on earth, I'll be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth, shall be loosed in heaven. What is that thing? And, and here's the strange thing. The strange thing is that that word only appears four times in the entire New Testament, six times in the entire Bible. Keys. Are they literal keys? I what, what are the keys for? It's interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. Now we can't function like that because we don't know how. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Imagine uh, that demon of deafness. Has, has this, I don't know, and there's a problem here with an eardrum. Let's operate, they operate, nothing happens. They operate, nothing happens. They operate maybe 50 times, nothing happens. The demon is laughing, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jesus comes and says, A potter, be open. The boy's ears is open. Strange. It's strange. And how how do you explain it? How how do you how do how do you explain it? And how do you <coughs> go back to living life differently than what you've encountered? You you were there, right? You you were Five meters away. That guy was deaf. Remember in Dublin? Totally deaf in his ear. He couldn't get a job because he couldn't hear clearly. People needed to raise their voice. So the guy was crying. I said, hey, come down. Relax. I left him to come down. I came back to him. I said, where do you want us to start? Now, you don't talk like that unless you are sure of your story. Where do you want us to start? Because he said he had two problems. His back, he couldn't bend. Where do you, you want your ear to start? You can't talk like that unless you are confident. Because you're not going to use any instrument. Are we not very sir? No, no. You're going to use words. Imagine all you have is your words. And a power that is not perceptible. It, it, it's... It, it, you know, it's understandable for, for people to, you know, to doubt because you're like, I am a daughter. 
If you fail, you fail. What is my my confidence is that I don't represent myself. That's that's me. So I have no in my mind if it fails out, oh, Jesus going. And I'm not standing there, Matola Craig, and because Pastor Raphael said, you know, when that person came and because everybody said he's deaf because they knew him. Yeah. They said he's deaf. So, you know, there was a, like a change because <laughs> 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 let's, let's see what this black guy can do. He's deaf. Now we really want to see. <laughs> You should have seen me. You see, we dealt with it quickly. Quickly. Right? His ears opened, he started crying, who hugged me? You would think. You would think that I'll dwell on that and say, come on now, did you just see what happened? Bless you. Move on to the next one. Why? No, there's nothing to do all those things. For me, maybe for you. For me, there's nothing to do with all those faith things. It is because of the kingdom to which I belong. There can be no doubt because if I fail, that means my kingdom is a weak kingdom. If there were other ministers, they would, they would parade over that. Come on, let's, let's dance, let's praise the Lord. Yeah. Oh, he's healed. 15 minutes over that guy. <laughs> then there was another one. I said, look, there. she said, I can't see. I can't, I can't see nothing. I said, okay, sister. We'll deal with you quick. Why? Why are we lacking that confidence in other areas of our lives? It's because we don't understand the nature of the kingdom to which we belong so because it's spiritual it confuses us so whenever we need help we 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 fall back yet the bible says love not (coughs) neither the things in other words it's telling you be independent from this world be independent from this world This world, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this, all right? This world does not reward honesty, does not reward diligence, does not reward hard work. 
this world does not reward uh, uh, perseverance. This world, I'm talking about this world. It does not reward uh, uh, your level of education. It does not reward all of those things. This world only rewards one thing. This world. You know what it is? Allegiance to Satan. That's, that's the only thing this world rewards. Oh, brothers and sisters. If you can't cheat in this world, you won't make it. If you can't lie in this world, you won't make it. If you can't sleep around and be promiscuous, immoral, you can't make it. In this world, before you sign, you must kiss. Bona, bona lo mfano lo. O batuban. See a police. Were you watching him? Were you watching him when he was when when his team got the Laureus Awards? Did you see how he spoke to Robert? Did you see? Yeah, we we would like to thank you, Wom 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 Robert. We'd like to thank you. You know, now now that guy's a billionaire. That guy is a billionaire. Rupert, okay? mm -hmm. He's a billionaire. He's one of the richest people here in South Africa. When you are speaking to him, he well, go watch it. You'll see. You'll see how Rupert was. Um, um, imagine um, Rupert. Uh, and you are talking like you are talking to his children. Now, how does a rugby player talk to a, a room full of accomplished people like he's talking to his children. There's only one there's only one way. There's, there's only one way. Now all of a sudden the boy is rolling with the Rockefeller Foundation. They are supporting him. Now his agent now is Jay-Z. Now all of a sudden he he's now all of a sudden he's flying high. Ah uh, I mean, Klopp, Jürgen Klopp, leaves his country. He leaves, he leaves his club. He comes just to have lunch with the boy. There's only one way you rise in this world. <coughs> Talent is only the mask. <laughs> no, I'm going to show you now in the Bible. I'll show you now in the Bible. There's only one way, one way you rise in this world. Let's read it. Let's read it. Look at, look at, look, Trevor, Trevor Noah, look at it. How do you go? How do you go? How do you go from being a stand-up comedian to being the presenter of one of the most top or highest rating nighttime, primetime television shows in America. And then coming into America and starting to talk about the president of that nation like he is some puppet. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, you have a voice, a power, a following, influence. 
You can sit with Bill Gates. You can move along with Roger Federer. They are your buddies. Tell me, there is no amount of networking that can bring you to that level of influence. None. None. All of a sudden, he speaks like South African, like we sound backward people now. His voice is changed. He's American now. He comes to South Africa to visit. He's visiting. He's a tourist when he comes to South Africa. And then dreams come true. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. <clears throat> it's because, it's because, for you who are brainwashed, it's because you don't know what is going on. Mm -hmm. You don't know what, so it's, ah, dreams come true, let me work hard. You'll work hard, you'll get those degrees, you will, you, you know where you will end up? You will end up maybe in an office somewhere. You must kiss. In this, oh, read, read. Matthew chapter 4. Um, <laughs> Matthew chapter 4 was alone. Matthew chapter 4. <laughs> Are you there? Amen. Verse 8. Verse 8, please. Who is Satan talking to here? Jesus. Who's more important than Jesus? Who is more, more important than Jesus? No, no, no one is more important than Jesus. And how, what was Satan's plan to capture Jesus? He brings temptation one. Jesus is strong. He brings temptation two. Jesus is strong, right? He brings now the last one. The last one he uses is what? Is wealth and glory. Wealth, glory, and power. He says, okay, let's read the Luke 4. Because in Luke 4, look at the detail there. That Matthew Agiti, maybe I will come with Luke 4. Are you there? Amen. Okay. Uh, read verse 5. <coughs> yeah. Hi. Where, where did you take it? Now, I want to explain this to you, okay? <coughs> he took him up to a... From which they were able to see all the kingdoms of the world. Is that possible? No, I'm saying, is that possible if the earth is like circle? No. All right. You see, even today, even today, in your language, oh Lord, take me all around the world. (laughs) 
Now, no, you know what I want to show you? <coughs> you know what I want to show you? I want to show you how, how we have been programmed. Yeah. It's so it's difficult. It's difficult. If, if, if you still believe today <coughs> that the earth is a ball, you're ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mamela, Mamela, don't laugh, don't laugh, Mamela. If you still believe that, if you still believe that, it, it shows the strength or the power the world. See, Satan doesn't, Satan doesn't need to inhabit you. His system can do more damage than any demon can do. He, he knows it. He knows it. He knows it. The Lord God Almighty said, let the earth come out of the waters. How is the earth going to come out of the waters and become a ball? When a earth is a piece of land. How is that possible? That's Genesis chapter 1. Even your own, you, 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 believe, you say you believe in the Bible, but your own thinkings, your own ideologies are fighting the Bible. It's not you. It's ingrained into you. That's why, Sister Jessica, you believe that if, if why? Because you live in a world that has shown you people who don't work, and are very poor and are malnutrition and they walk around like sticks and bones. <laughs> and you think, no, if I wear a nice shoe, a nice oh boy, oh my good. There is no one in there is there is no no <coughs> no rich person, wealthy person who has made it, they can convince me about the nature of this world. There is no one, there is no one. You can't convince me enough. Because I have seen the nature of the and how the world operates, and that's what I'm trying to show you in possessing your possession. That the the way in this the way in which this world works, it is not working for you. Its design is to keep you from migrating fully in the kingdom. Because the Bible tells us that the nations and the earth are your inheritance and possession. So you walk around like you are slaves, but everything belongs to you. But you can't access it because you do not what, have the media. You have not yet learned the pattern of possession. When Satan offered Jesus the world, this is Jesus. When he offered him the world, the wealth, the glory, and the power of this world, all Satan said to Jesus was bow down to me. If Satan had done that for Jesus, what do you think he does with every single other person here on earth? <laughs> Going to work, brothers and sisters, and working like a slave in that system is bowing down to Satan. Bow down. Serve me and I give you. That's what he was saying. Serve me and I give you. Let's read. Read. Read verse 6. Read verse 5 again. 
Satan, and I give it to whomever I wish. I'm sure maybe uh, Matthew was maybe a bit shy to put that, but Luke wasn't. He said, Satan said that to I give it to whomever I wish. Was he right? Yes. yes. <laughs> maybe for you, this is a story. You know, you can't resonate with it because you feel like, hey, it's... but this is reality. If you believe in Jesus, you must believe in this account. Amen. Otherwise, you're not a believer. Amen. Yeah. Je- then Jesus rang it. No, 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 no. Verse 7. Therefore, all shall be yours. So Satan and not up again. And you see, he doesn't, he doesn't care about all these things. All he wants is what? Worship. Imagine, he would trade worship for all that is given to him to give to whomever to whoever he wishes he will trade he will trade he will trade all he has just so that he can get your worship because the last of satan is worship servitude servitude that's why jesus said you cannot serve god and mammon he didn't say satan he said mammon so satan hides himself behind money no, 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 Right? That's what no, that's what you go to work for, right? You go there for and it's not a blessing. <laughs> it's not a blessing. You know, God has blessed me with a job. <laughs> when you are a child growing, that's what you believe. And that's what's right. God has blessed you with that job. Once you grow up, yeah. imagine the same job that you say God has blessed you with. It's already dictated. It's dictated. God, God, God has blessed me with a job. And you can't say Modimu is it more strategically. My lord. 
<laughs> no, God gave me that job to plunder, to plunder the system. Three thousand, go to three thousand. Plunder the system. You're lying to yourself. Uh, you're lying to yourself. Oh no 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 no! You're lying to yourself. Oh no 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 no! Oh no, God is trying to God is trying to train me to be a boss, to run my own company. Okay. Okay. How many businesses has God built? How many businesses has God built? One. One. This one. This one. But but it's not it's not really a business. It's it's a kingdom, right? It's a kingdom. It's only us who have made it a business. Imagine, Mr. Bali. Imagine. Imagine. Just imagine. The, the biggest thing God has ever been for man was a garden. A garden. And imagine, just wrap your head around that. It was a garden where there was trees. And whatever that man did in that garden would determine the amount of authority he would have over the whole world, over the whole earth, a garden. <coughs> he, he made man a farmer <coughs> to test whether or not he would rule the whole world. It's strange. Now, if you are God, what, what are you thinking now? Like, you just said to me, have dominion. Now, um, Father's got it. <laughs> you just told me, have dominion over the whole world. Now, now you put him in a garden to tend it. <coughs> it's, it's strange, right? Yeah. But what is God's thinking <laughs> behind that thing? Is one. Is one. There was nothing artificial in the garden. Mm. All was natural. Mm. You know what the Bible says? Even nature declares his Godhead. Mm. Nature declares his Godhead. <coughs> what we have built is artificial. Yeah. I mean, they, they, it, it can't tell you anything about God. <coughs> That's why yeah. when they built, began to build Babylon with bricks and mortar, yeah. God was quick to say, let's destroy this. Yeah. Yeah. Look at all, all the skyscrapers in the world. Is that idea from God? No, because the first time you see a skyscraper, God was destroying it. 
<laughs> God was destroying it. Skyscraper speaks about the pride of man. It, it spells of the rebellion of man against God. No matter how beautiful it looks. Babel, the Tower of Babel looked beautiful, huh? <laughs> so the question is, do you want to live according to this system? Imagine you work tirelessly 60 years, 30 years, 40 years, and then pension. How grab pension? No, let's take 40%. All the money you work for so many years. Yeah? Imagine. They won't take it. Or they won't take it. They won't take Jesus Christ. <laughs> and who's eating it? Who's feeding it? Your MECs, the weak ones, the MECs. What about the Baikira, the president? But I'm going to enter Mercedes, BM, I mean the X6. <laughs> What are wrong? My MEC. <laughs> the guy has housing allowance. He has two houses. He has one in Gauteng, one in uh, one in the in Cape Town. He has two houses. He has housing allowance. He he goes on train <coughs> free. He doesn't and he gets two million rands a month. When Udina leba to ever on a single basis. No, but Can you see what's going on? Yeah? Can you see what's going on? You see, there's only one way to create wealth. Let me help you. There's only one way to you cannot create wealth without capital. You can't create wealth without capital. You can't. You it's 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 impossible. Because the very the very ideology around wealth is capital maturation or capital expansion. Capital is true wealth. I'm not talking about salary, I'm talking about capital. So you can say, you can work your entire life to never have capital. So it is impossible for you to grow your wealth because you don't have a foundation. You don't have any capital from which to grow your wealth. It's not. It doesn't exist. Mm. And the only form of capital that you have now, you will only get it after you retire. They say, no, it's your, your retirement <coughs> fund. Why is that so? It's the way the system is designed. It's, not desi it's designed in the way that the masses must always be poor. And the few will always be rich. Those who control. If you read my book, The Power to Get Wealth, I speak about it. That's how it's designed. That's, if you don't have, forget it. How are you going to grow your money? How are you going to grow your money? 
It's easier to make an to make five more million from one million. But it's much more difficult for you to make a million from hundred reds. The scale of injustice. And that's why they will never pay you <coughs> what you deserve. Harrison Ford said, it is very well that the people of this country do not know how the finance or the monetary system of this nation works. For if they had known, by tomorrow, there would be a revolution. Is that really how you want to live? I mean, if a country has to go to a bank to borrow chalet, who owns the country? What is the law of debt and borrowing? The lender shall be what? Master to the borrower. It's the law of life, it's the law of the universe. He that lends is the master, he that borrows is the slave. So if a can I'll, I'll, Daimler, right? Daimler is uh, the, the group that makes your Mercedes-Benz and all those things, right? Daimler's revenue in a year, right, is 167, in 2019, it made 167 billion euros. That's about 2 point or 2.6 trillion no, 3.2 trillion rands. That is more than the GDP of this country. Mm. Now, now, follow me. A company makes that amount of money in a year. That is more, that is more than what an entire nation makes. Mm. Now, who is more powerful? Governments. You must be kidding me. You, if a company can make more in a year than what the entire country makes, then that tells you who really controls the world. It's not governments. Governments don't make decisions. Governments can't make decisions. They don't make decisions. He who makes decisions is Rothschild, the first one of the richest men in the world. I'll tell you that probably maybe in the conference. One of the richest men in the world today, their assets are much more than what Solomon has. It's in the 200s of trillions in dollars because they control most companies here on earth. He said, if you give me a gun, I will rob a bank. But if you give me a bank, I will control nations. They are, they are the ones, that family that was involved in the Spanish Revolution, in funding uh, the wars of the United Kingdom, and all those things. Now, 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 we are entering into World War Three. I told you in prophecy, we are entering into World War Three. The events that preceded World War Two are the very events that are happening now. And what is happening is that, you see, they want to give you a bomb. They, they've, 
They masterfully orchestrated this thing. Now, this is by the agency of demons. It is just carried out by men. Men would assume power. They have masterfully created this thing. Ah, for instance, this corona crap. Right? And they're telling you all of a sudden it's worldwide. It can't be. It's a lie. You see, when you, when you see many media groups saying one thing, you know it's a lie. Why? Because they must control the narrative. They must control the na- narrative. And if you say a lie long enough, what becomes of you? You believe the lie. Amen. You believe the lie. This thing is engineered. You know, you, 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 you know. But what I'm trying to get at here is that you can't live according to this system and profess to love Jesus. Jesus told the rich young man, sell all you have. In other words, renounce your connection to this fellowship.